is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, July 28th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 4. Welcome to the latest edition of the break live from the, the uh, not the swbc mortgage studios we are in oxnard california it is day seven of training camp 2021 it's presented by american airlines uh cowboys are four practices in they got nine more to go and today it gets real they put on the pads it's gonna get fun how are you guys doing today doing great pads pads go i mean i can't tell a huge difference i mean i understand that they're gonna hit a little bit more but it's been when you think about not having pads and what you've seen out of practice, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty yeah. entertaining already. Yeah. So you're not wrong. But I but I do think from a physicality standpoint, everybody gets a chance to show what they can do. Yeah. Also, Digizua can't show us what he really can do in pads or Bohanna or even the offensive linemen or things like that. You can get your hands on people. Yeah. That's exactly. I think so far. My focus, at least, has been on the, the perimeter skill guys because you can see a lot more of them with, when the pads aren't on. But now we get to focus in on some of those one-on-one offensive line, defensive line drills, and you can kind of see a little bit more of, of yeah. kind of how those guys are playing out and the strength of those guys and that kind of stuff. So it uh, should be pretty interesting today. I'm going to talk to Mike and let him know, like, the one thing we do miss about the Jason Garrett era is the compete period. Yeah. When he calls random numbers onto the grass. That to used to be fun. Kick each other's ass. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Mike, we need that back yeah. now that we got the pads you're on. Gonna, you're going to throw that out there to him? Yeah, today. All right. All right right sure. here at the press conference. Make sure you do that. Yeah. Make sure you do that. Mm-hmm. If you guys that will be listening, that will happen at 11 o'clock. Right. Make sure you listen for Mr. David Hellman. Because he'll probably do that. You <laughs> he know, will. If you say, hey, the old any any job, the old boss did it like this. Right. You might want to consider it. It's a good idea. He got yeah. fired, but, but you know. But let's do it like this. I kind of want to see how that goes. Down. Maybe not my best idea. All right, let's uh, let's go on and get to some of our observations. Um, we like to start with you guys giving some observations of things you saw in yesterday's practice. It was an extremely eventful practice, one of the more fun practices I've seen in a while. Give me some observations. What were some things you guys saw? Defense. I, well, yeah, go ahead. Defense. <laughs> Defense uh, stepped up. I mean, they got their ass kicked two week, two days ago, so it was, it was yeah. good. I mean. That's what you want, right? You don't want just one side just no, you don't. whipping the other. So it's been a good balance. I thought I thought the defense stepped up. Uh, red zone drills yesterday. I mean, it was it was tough to get in there for the offense. I mean, I thought the defense did a nice job of. of I think the offense only scored once, or at least the first team. Yeah. In like eight attempts. Right. Yeah. And, and that is tough, especially when you know it's pass. You know, like yeah. if you get the ball like first and goal in the eight. And you know it's pass. I mean, obviously, there's 18 yards to do something. Now, if there could be a run to Zeke who can get three, four, five, six yards. Or Dak. Or like, Dak. Right. Exactly. That changes the that dynamic. changes yeah. the whole series and all that. So when you know it's pass, you can have a little bit more advantage. But I, they did a nice job, I thought, of defending the end zone. Wait, I mean, Nick's right. But for me, it, it's just the comedy of, like, overreacting to one day. because, Like, literally, you know, DeMonte, Casey, 
didn't have a great day a few days ago, and they bring in Malik Hooker, and everybody's like, oh, ha-ha, Clinton Dix all over again. This guy sucks. And then he had he played great yesterday. He had a pick six. He took Dak to the house. Defense was all over the place. Dak got picked off three times. So, you know, training camp is all about the whole. It's not about one day or the next day. Like, you can't get too high on one day, too low on the other. So defense was awesome yesterday. They looked so good, and that – Probably means they'll get bullied today, if I had to guess. Just kind of the way it goes. Although the fun of it for what we do is every day we're going to overreact. Sure. So we're going to just but, go, oh, my God, no, it was so great we're yesterday. Not, yeah. Well, yeah. as long as we're saying it's great. Yeah. I, just, I, I just laugh when people are like, mm, looks like so-and-so got demoted. I'm like, yeah. no, no, we're just out here practicing, trying to find the best fits. Like, let's yeah, not freak can't out. can't do that. Yeah, and by the way, more so in this camp than maybe any camp I've ever seen, they are moving the guys around everywhere. They, they got guys working with first team, second team, third. If you're trying to make any determinations on your own just by what you see as to what you think the depth chart will look like, good luck with that yeah. because it's just not it's not very apparent. Yeah, because if, if if you do, then you're like, well, Malik Turner starts, right. you know, like because he jumps into the to the mix a lot and and you know and the same with defense. I mean, good luck with with the defense. That's the only person on defense that I'm just confident is on the first team is probably Trayvon Diggs like and Randy Gregory those like they're out there all the time with the first teamers everything else is a jumble you want I was actually thinking about that exact thing this morning and there was one guy I noticed that seems to be out there every time the first team is out there Neville Gallimore defensive tackle yeah which you know it might also be because they're kind of trying to figure things out Tristan Hill isn't back but he's the one guy that I, I would be like, yeah, pretty much every time first team's out there, I see Neville Gallimore out there. Awesome that you said that because I'm about to send William a story about Neville. So There we go. Yeah. Johnny I, on the spot. I talked to uh, uh, Leon Lett for a little bit as he's walking by. Big Cat. Big Cat, yep. And um, we were – I was just asking him about some guys, you know, that did well. And, in fact, like – I saw a play yesterday that no, nobody else seemed to, like, see, I thought, with, um, what's his name, uh, Bohanna, just making a nice play in the open field on Tony Pollard. And I, I thought I saw that through a lot of, the, you know, people. And I so I asked him because he, he watched the tape. Yeah. And he said, oh, oh, yeah, he said, a big boy happened. Um, it was just a screen, but it was just for him to get out there and then to stop Tony Pollard and just with one big paw on him and said, nah, little fellow, he's just going to stay right here. I mean, yeah. he's got some he's got some pretty good – Moved to him. Um, he had a nice day, but he said the guy that's standing out to him was Oso Digizua. He said that guy's really coming. He said he's 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 just like nodded, like mm-hmm, he's got some. But he okay. also mentioned uh, Gallimore too. Yeah. But uh, he said he really likes what he's seeing out of Oso. Yeah. I mean, right now in camp, again, as Dave was saying, we can't get too overly hyped on anybody. But I I do think yesterday. That was a good day for for the the mentality of this mm-hmm. defense. Like they yes. need those kinds of days where they feel like they're getting after the offense and they are taking control of the practice. Right. Because if you can't do it in practice, good luck trying to do it in a game, right? Yeah. And this is the time to do it for the defensive tackles because you know Tristan Hill's still out and he's going to be out probably for a little bit. Chauncey Golston's not practicing now. I know he's an end slash tackle. He's an end that'll probably rush it from the inside, but still. You know, it's defensive tackles. This is a good opportunity for them to, to do something. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. Like, the attitude of the defense said a lot to me yesterday. Yeah. Just the enthusiasm. Kelvin Joseph is an enthusiastic guy. Apparently, we're calling this secondary airplane mode now. Yeah, let me read, let me read this quote for you guys. Okay. I was actually going to go there. Let me read this quote, and I want to get your, your reaction to it. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, uh, the, the rookie defensive back, second-round pick for the Cowboys, said, we're going to fly around, no-fly zone. We're going to call it airplane mode. 
when y'all drop this interview, tell them Cowboys defense, airplane mode, you can throw, you can't throw, no fly zone. What did you say about uh, two minutes ago, Dave, of what you thought was going to happen today in practice? They're going to get their ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, you know, maybe Dak sees that quote moving, making the maybe. rounds on Twitter. He's like, all right. But I like the confidence. Do you know? No, I do. Well, my grumpy, my grumpy yeah. old man reaction is like, yeah, I remember the Hot Boys too. Maybe we chill out for a sec. <sighs> but you had to drag us. Back I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Like, it's day four training. I'm just saying. I'm I just know. saying. But my fun, not grumpy reaction is when I like. I'm like airplane mode. What's he talking about? And then I was like, oh, you don't have any reception. Yeah. No right. reception. Right. I was like, that's clever. Turn it off. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Kelvin. Yeah. No, it, it's fun. Uh, hopefully they can keep it going. Hey, <laughs> was he locking down anyone? He, he had, he had he a couple had, nice I plays. I thought he had a couple plays. He had some sticky. Couple, nothing, no interceptions, but I yeah. thought he had a couple plays where I was like, okay. You know, yeah. just, again, I, honestly, if you look at the entire secondary, I think they all played extremely well yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can go around and probably name three, four, five guys in the secondary alone uh, that had really good days yesterday, and I think he was he was okay. Casey, Maurice Kennedy had Kennedy, a hell wow. of a day, which I said this last night at dinner, and sorry, Maurice, I thought of him as like a C.J. Goodwin, yeah, more like he's here to play special teams and maybe not be a factor on the depth chart. Jordan Lewis has a hammy, didn't practice. Maurice Kennedy was the first up in the slot. He was the mm. first guy they play, and you know you might think, Maybe you move Anthony Brown into the slot. Which he had been doing some during yeah. earlier parts of camp. Nope. It was Maurice Kennedy all the way, and he played great. He had a pick and a diving PBU. He, he had a nice day. They had some, uh, some, a lot of batted balls yesterday, too, and it made me think back to uh, the front office and how much they talked about how, how they wanted to add length. That's been something that uh, was very important to them. And I actually was talking to someone yesterday, and it, it – I. This is my own perception. I'd love to get your perceptions of it. But even the guys that have been here for the Cowboys, it seems like across the board, if you start going down the line, so many of them came back this year a lot leaner. Uh, I was mentioning Dorrance Armstrong, who looks leaner to me. We've talked about, I think one of you guys mentioned uh, uh, D-Law and how, how much leaner he looks. And Dak looks leaner. And Zeke looks leaner. And you just go down the list. I, I wonder if this was a thing where not only were they going trying to go out and get length, but they, they trained their team to be leaner this year for whatever reason. Maybe they thought it was something that gives them a competitive advantage. But do you guys get the sense that a lot of guys are a lot leaner this year than they've been in the past? I don't think I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but now that you say it, yeah. I mean, Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins another one, yeah. Looks as skinny as somebody his size can look. Yeah. Um, we talked about Quentin Bohana. Neville. Neville looks, I mean, yeah. So I, I guess I hesitate because, you know, Every year at this time, it's like, I'm in the best shape of my life. This is going to be the best year of my career. So I kind of guard myself against that. But, yeah, a lot of But these their guys, bodies look different. No, they, I guess they that's do. more the point I'm making. They do. Um, Zeke? Yeah. Zeke, Zeke looks skinny? Yeah, for sure. Different strength coach. You know, different yeah. strength coach. Two two different strength coaches, I think. So, yeah. Um, and, and these guys were, you know, been on the field a lot more uh, and, and that we could see kind of in the offseason. So, yeah, and I think it kind of trickles down, too, because um, the, the participation – for this team was as good as, as I think any any other team in the league yeah. from what it sounds like. So that's that's you know when you get hit in the mouth, I mean you 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 got to come back. I mean you that's would hope, thing. yeah. You, you, yeah. That's, that's this team got embarrassed last year. Their record is embarrassing 
for this franchise, for any franchise, yeah. it was, and especially off the expectations and everything. It was an embarrassing. So you have to respond. And I think, you know, the quarterback's there every day with a bad ankle trying to get better, and that, that pushes Lyle Collins. Tyron Smith's trying to get better, trying to get back. Zeke's been told he's, he's, he's done. He's, it's over for him. I mean, Emmett got told that several times in his career yeah. and kind of kept coming back. So that happens. So this whole team got told has been listening to this stuff, and then, you know, you want them to respond in this way, and that's the way to do it. That's all you can do in March, April, and May yeah. is get your body right, get ready to go. So now let's see how it translates on the field. All right, we're going to go and take our first break. When we come back, uh, we have a couple news items we want to hit, some injuries uh, that popped up, uh, and the Cowboys get their guy that they've been uh, targeting or at least thinking of signing. He's in camp now, Malik Cooker. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard, California. Check out all the excitement for free as fans can enjoy daily practices, activities, and more at the River Ridge Fields now through August 12th. And don't miss Cowboys back together. It's an event on July 31st featuring live music, exclusive merchandise, deals, prizes, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp for more information. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We're live from Oxnard, California. Nice sunny day here in Oxnard. Cowboys will have practice today at 11 a.m. Pacific time. The pads come on. If you're in the area, try to get out. It's uh, actually a pretty cool thing to have a whole set of stands for the fans. You can kind of be up high so you can see out over the field and see what's happening uh, on the field. So, uh, so Better view chance. than we do. Yeah, I know. If, so if, if they're on the near field. If they're on the far field, maybe yeah, not. Yesterday was a little tough, but yeah. today they yeah, might be back over there. But if you get a chance, come out, check out uh, practice. I know tomorrow they're actually uh, – not, not tomorrow, I'm sorry. On Saturday they're having a big fan festival 
really every team around the league is having a fan festival at their training camp. So if you get a chance, if you're in the Oxnard area, come check that out. It'll be a really cool, fun event. Uh, you'll get a chance to maybe even meet Shannon Gross and Nate Newton. They're out on the on the plaza as you enter uh, the area, and uh, they'll be hanging out with fans before uh, the actual practice begins. So come check it out. And if you happen to see Nick or Dave along the sideline, make sure you say hello. They may do an autograph or picture with you, so uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, so let's let's jump back in. We do have some some new <laughs> news items that we wanted to hit. Um, first, some some injuries. Uh, there were three guys that were either out of practice or limited yesterday. I just want to get some feedback on you guys on what you're hearing as far as the extent of their injuries. Understanding that a lot of this may just be precautionary because you know it's training camp. Uh, so let's start first with Zach Martin has an ankle injury. What are you guys hearing? Zach Martin's fine. He might have dinged his ankle, but he's, I mean, it's hard to believe, but Zach's in year eight, and they're going to they're gonna be cautious with him. As they should. Yeah, he's going to be on a plan. He was at practice yesterday. He didn't do team, but he was there. He spoke to the media. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, you know, we, we're, we're on a deliberate schedule of what I need to and don't need to be doing. Um, he anticipates that he'll play in the preseason at some point, so he's fine. I'm, if he doesn't do another thing until the start of the season, I'm fine with it. I know he he's not. He actually he he was talking yesterday about how strange it was having your first live action be week one last year and how much they didn't like it. So yeah, those guys will play in the preseason, but he's fine. All right, uh, Jordan Lewis, Hammy, not sure of the severity. Some you know, I tend to lean toward like a longer term deal with a Hammy just because out of an abundance of caution, but. You try to read guys like body language when in that type of situation, especially when we don't have as much access as we normally do. He did rehab for like the first 20 minutes of practice, and then he was just over with the defense, with the DBs, like seemed like he was in good spirits. Like a lot of times if a guy is really hurt, they do rehab and then they leave to go do cold tub or whatever it is they need to do. Jordan was out there. The whole practice. Yeah, he was being a part of everything, which, again – don't know for sure, but that just gives me the impression that it's not a super serious deal. Yeah. And then Bradley and I, hamstring injury, what's up with him? I, I don't even know that one. <laughs> you got me on that one. I didn't know that he was hurt either, to be oh, honest with okay. you. Okay. So, thanks. We'll check that out. and we'll. There's uh, 90 of them, Derek. Yeah. There's 90 of them. Well, we are going to get to our I can't – I mean, I get oh, around segments. So, so, we'll make sure we get to those, okay. and maybe maybe he'll be one of them for tomorrow. I'm not even sure you where you're getting the that. injury report from. Like – uh, it's just like scouring the internet, yeah. and looking for little notes here and there. One of our trusted uh, allies uh, posted that yesterday, and so I assumed that <laughs> One was of our trusted allies. Yeah, I'm talking about media people. I, I was, somebody just, I trust. I was gonna say, it just makes yeah. it sound right. so nefarious. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, um, let's talk about Malik Hooker. Cowboys have been uh, rumored to to be talking, and not just rumored. They were pretty blunt about the fact they were talking to him. He was going through protocols. They signed him. Uh, talk to me about when. Fans can expect maybe to see him on the field. Well, technically, he was on the field yesterday. He was there. He watched practice. Um, so uh, that means he's cleared protocols, clearly. Um, and from here, you know, they signed him, which means his health must be pretty good. But from here, a guy, you know, he's coming off an Achilles, too. He got hurt, like, literally almost at the exact same time as Casey, like early October. So I would imagine he wasn't in an off-season program, didn't go through OTAs. So I would imagine this is going to be a slow build, you know. I would be surprised if he's out there flying around any time like this week. I think they'll probably be really slow with him and bring him along. But 
you know, I, I would imagine he'll be in uniform today, just maybe not doing a whole lot. He yeah. talks to the media today after practice, or he's expected to, so he might have a good timetable there, and I'm sure that'll be one of the first or second questions to uh, to Mike McCarthy today, you know, just on what he's going to do and when, you know, and he'll probably give Which, an answer similar to what Dave said. It is, it's interesting, you know, uh, you can't underestimate that. Like, KZ signed in March, and from then on out, like, you're in a program with a strength coach, people overseeing your rehab, you're there, you're in the facility a lot, and then you go through a whole off-season program, 10 practices, six weeks of training and following the plan they want you to follow. Hooker didn't have any of that. And, again, coming off a really scary injury for a DB in particular. So, yeah, like, I would imagine you want to be really careful with that. All right. Let's uh, let's get to our, our segment, our fun segment. I get around uh, as as you for those that may not have heard the last episode. This segment is a segment where I'm going to throw out a name, um, and these guys are going to tell us a little bit about what they know about the player and focus in some on what they've seen from the player out here in practice, their impressions of what they're doing so far, where they might be being used, how much they're being used, what their expectations are for them based upon what they've seen so far. Wouldn't, Again, have, wouldn't have pegged you for a big Beach Boys guy. You don't seem like a Beach Boys fan to me. No, I'm not. Okay. Just a coincidence? No, I get around. I that's get, that's a Tupac and... That's a Beach Boys song. No. Wow, this is a Two Americas moment right here. This is very much <laughs> a Two Americas moment. Very much so. All right. Um, let's go for Anthony Brown, six-year cornerback, uh, 2016 sixth-round pick out of Purdue. Uh, go, Nick. Well, he's going to be the starter. Sorry, fans uh, that don't want that, that think that's boring and that's not exciting. They want the new guys to come in here. I think it was our mailbag uh, question today, if I if it ever got up. And if it didn't, it's my fault. But um, <laughs> it's up now. But Anthony Brown, we, the question was, who's going to be the top three? And it's like, it's the, it's the, it's the three that are there. I mean, I don't think Nishan Wright and, and Kelvin Joseph are going to really come in here and push anybody for a starting job. You know, Trayvon Diggs did it last year. Let's not, for, you know, let's not forget why. I mean, Jordan Lewis got hurt for a yeah. while, and he came in and really did a nice job. But I don't think that's happening here. Anthony Brown has done an. Uh, he's a solid player. It's just solid player, and he knows he can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, I haven't seen. I've seen a ton of great plays from him, but he's a solid player, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be one of the top three. Left cornerback until proven otherwise, and then even then, you have to consider his ability to move inside. Just, it's a very high probability that he's one of the top three one way or the other. It is interesting. You know, Jordan is hurt right now. We'll see how long that lasts, but that could provide opportunity to somebody else to come in and impress. But I'd be pretty surprised if A.B. is not a week one starter. When you start looking at that, at that depth, at cornerback, does that um, – you mentioned, you know, Jordan being hurt. Do you think that uh, there's, there's room for somebody like Mark, uh, like Kennedy to be able to make this team when you start thinking about just the number of cornerbacks you got right now. You like your, your rookies. That's two spots if you like them enough to be able to keep You would think those two are going to make the team. So, you know, what, what does that look like for those other guys? So let's, let's just do quick roster math. Like okay. five, five is probably a safe projection, okay. maybe six. But so A.B., Jordan, and Diggs are making the team. Yeah. And then Wright and Joseph are also making the team. Right. So seven corners. Yeah, I mean you can go you, seven. You can keep more. You can yeah, absolutely keep I, more. I think you have to when you when you factor in that like you know Fossil's going to get his his guys in there too, and so it's more than just the three specialists. So when you think yeah. okay, Goodwin, I mean I think Goodwin's in as a special teams guy, and I think Kennedy has a chance to kind of be that 
that core guy. Kennedy well. Kennedy really messed up my whole worldview yesterday because I like I wasn't thinking of him as somebody who's gonna really compete for actual cornerback playing time, and I apologize. I'm sorry, man. I don't know that much yeah. about you, but he he was the first one called when Jordan went out, and he played well. So that's something yeah. that we have to watch. Is it me or when I look at when I see like even first team or first second team ish like early on in the drill? You know, where they're still playing a lot of starters. I see Deontay Burton out there more than I yeah. think he's going to be out there. But he is. Yeah. He's he's big guy. He's he's I don't know, like he was one of those guys that kinda he's been here for a year and a half, I think, almost two years, but when you think of the of the mold of what they want for corners, they're like, Okay, him. J. Ron Curse at safety, okay, him. Yeah. They like big you really, guys. you really. Same thing with Kennedy. Kennedy's a six-one, two hundred-pound guy. So yeah, yeah. you stressed me out when you said seven corners because that mean. I mean, I know you go on eleven, or are you only keeping three safeties. And the sad part is, is none of those corners, unless I'm missing somebody, is a safety uh-uh. hybrid. Not really. Like, oh, he could be. They haven't your... really used Jordan there. Everybody's been calling for it forever, but they haven't really used no. him there. I've yeah. seen or That's heard they, no evidence to suggest what they like at safety. Yeah, right. Yeah, seriously. I, well, it, but their safeties are smaller than their quarterbacks, I think, aren't they? Depending on who you're talking to. Curse, I mean, right? well, but McQuamu, hey, too, that dude's huge. Sure. Let's just let's throw it out there because yeah. it's, it's, it's been talked about every place but this show. So yeah. let's just get it out there. I mean, oh. seven, seven corners and a lot of depth, but is it quality depth? No. And do they need to make a trade? I mean, I'm, we don't need to mention the, the player about, or anything like that. Okay, be, but I don't know. Maybe somebody that wears teal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. but he, but he's it's been thrown out there. He needs a trade, and he wants a trade. He wants a trade, and is that you know Cowboys are linked to it like they're linked to everybody yeah. that's out there. Which I mean, they do get linked to everybody, but the report last night was that Dallas talked to Miami about it before the or during the draft right. season. So I think there's a little more so, legs to it than normal. Okay, so it's a first round pick. That's what it's going to be. Next year's one. It would have to be. I would assume. have to be at least that. Yeah. And then there's well, also maybe that, and then you know there may be players on your roster you can you can part with. Of course, I don't. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, there's a lot of guys there. Yeah. It would come down to contract and all that. But I mean, is it something that that you think that they should do? I mean, I'm throwing. Well, it back I'll, like I'll say this. It, I will tell you this. It, you talked about earlier how Anthony Brown is a solid guy. He's going to be your starter day one. You make a move like that, Anthony Brown immediately becomes expendable because now you Might can go with those deal. now you <laughs> can go with those younger guys right, right. as your third, fourth, fifth guys. You don't necessarily need that solid veteran guy cuz you're getting a more than solid veteran guy if you make well, a trade. Your your top 3 cornerbacks right now are all solid. I think Anthony Brown is solid. Don't think he's going to get that much better. That's what he is. Solid, but one of them has potential beyond. One that. of them, yeah, yeah, he's solid now. But Diggs has a yeah. chance to go higher than that. Jordan Lewis, I, you know, he's, he's solid. He's solid, and he's I don't solid. know it's going to get that much better. Yeah. It is what it is for him, as well. So you know, a couple of those guys are close to the ceiling. You think you hope Diggs is 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 in a you know high rise. Yeah. You know, he's hope he's got you know room to grow here, but. Yeah, I mean, you, if you if you make this make this move, but if you if you made a move like that, okay, let's just say that they they did that. I mean, this isn't for. I don't think this could be an Amari Cooper thing where it's like, well, we hope we, we re-sign him in a year and a half. I mean, no. it's got to be he, the, I mean, deal in hand. The right? man, no. the man is making fifteen million a year right now and is unhappy with it. So, like, I, he wants that deal as What's quickly as possible. 
Fif- like 15 and a half mil, I think. Mm. It basically, I mean, the way he worded his statement is he's basically mad that they gave Byron more than they gave him. Uh. That's, I mean, how, 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 how he was, how, why how would that, that he, seems so ironic that you kind of just flip. Right? He's, he set the market. He set the market when he signed that deal. And now he's down at six and Byron. Byron no, Xavier Zay, Howard, Xavier yeah. Howard. Yeah. Set the market two and a half years ago. And now he's at six, and Byron's at five, and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure how firm your ground for being pissed off here is, yeah. other than the fact that the guy 25 yards away from you is making more than you. Well, yeah. and they, and you, and and he has led the league in picks the last, you know, yeah, combined for the last two years. I get it, I get it. And and Byron Jones certainly has not. No, no. So and that's, that's probably part of that's, it. Yeah. yeah, of course that's yeah. part of it. As a cornerback, that's what you. That's that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you yeah. get judged on. Yeah, right or wrong. It's what you get. It was the reason why the Cowboys weren't willing to give him yeah. that kind of deal. Yeah. So I think the problem here is, and there's there's a real level of irony here because what did Jerry Jones say when we got to camp? He was like, "I'll do anything humanly possible to get another Super Bowl." He did. Well, a super tantalizing thing is sitting out there, but it could really screw up the long-term situation for your, your cap and your roster building. That's the problem because the Cowboys, for a team with not much cap space, the Cowboys are in a really healthy spot in the sense of, like, right now, you know, Dak's deal you can bring down and the cap's going to go up. You, Amari's guarantees are done after this season. Zeke's guarantees are done in two seasons. Jalen, done after Jaylen, this season? Well, yeah, I mean, so Jalen can be cut next year. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Amari can be cut, moved, whatever, next year. No problem. Zeke is about two years away. So, like, all these super big, scary deals you can get Where's away from. I don't know his situation. Okay. I, he's a few years away from being okay. movable. Yeah. yeah. I, I typically, like, I don't know if I, if I always kind of, like, shrug it off. Like, that's nah, not a good idea. Mainly because I know that they yeah. don't. And then so it's like, why are we wasting our time on yeah. it? But. This one intrigues me more because I don't like parting with next year's one. No one does. No one wants to do that. But they went into this year going, we really want to get a cornerback, even if he's not the highest-rated player on our board because he wasn't. They weren't. Micah mm-hmm. was. Yeah. But we want these two because we just feel like we have to have it. Well, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And then they, they addressed it in the second round with risky picks, sort of, Joseph. Nation right? They everyone said was a reach. You know, well, we'll see about all of them. They look okay out here, but they're not. You know, they're not the difference makers. You're going to go into next year's draft, and you're going to be like, all right, I think we know next year's draft. They're probably going to be focused on that too. So that's one reason why I would consider a move like that. Because if you give up next year's one, that's your corner. Yeah. Demarcus is not remotely movable anytime in the next two years. Which, like, by the way, I'm no, good with no, that. No, that's fine. That's, that's one fine. of the ones I'm, I'm good but with just continuing his, to pay him. His name yeah. shouldn't be in this conversation yeah. when we're talking about yeah. that. But, yeah. And I don't disagree with Nick. Like, it's an intriguing idea. It's just a matter of, like I said, they're in a healthy spot. You know, like if Amari has a terrible season, that's no big deal. If yeah. Jalen doesn't get better, that's no big deal. In order to acquire and pay Howard – you got to change that, and you got to like now you're putting yourself in a situation where you're converting salaries to bonuses and pushing money back. And well, now we're tied to Amari for two more years now instead of one. We're we're tied to Jalen. We're tied to Zeke for even longer than Jaylen's we already not are. The one that you're gonna adjust. No. That we're no, just no. we're, we're spitballing here. The point is, 
are you willing to do those types of things that make you that put you in a little bit more precarious of a situation? And for the record, people yelling at me, like I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad idea. It's just, yeah, are you willing to do that? There's four. I, I could be wrong. I think there's four unrestricted free agents for next year that you know I think the Cowboys would like to resign. Um, Gallup being one of them, Van Der Esch, Gregory, Connor Williams, maybe, and in no particular order, those four. But, uh, you know, so that's that's part of it, too. You're going to have to, you know, and, and I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, Man, but, but not we really. Were just, we were doing but, camp previews. But, but, good. but you know what? No, it's not good. getting ahead of yourself because when you, when, when that, you know, when, when they're talking about a guy like, you know, Howard or trading for anybody, you have to think like that. You have to think two or three shots ahead. Because that's that's what it's about. Like, okay, well, this guy down the road, how's Joseph looking? How this guy looking? Should we go and do that? I mean, they made a trade for Amari because Deontay Thompson was running routes in games. Yeah. And they're like, this can't happen. This guy, <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah. actually exactly what happened. So it's like, okay, we, we got to get better now. But they, they could project and they say, well, you know. Where's Will? He's out here somewhere. Let's go find him. You well, know, I'll say this too. He might be coming on the show. We're going to talk to him about it. Was it, yeah. it maybe may camping out? I think it's camping out. Maybe not today, but I mean later on, he's he's scheduled to come on that show. It's hard for me to imagine the Cowboys being willing to part with that asset, meaning the draft pick, and shuffle around all of their cap situation to accommodate this. That that's just me. It yeah. seems hard to imagine them doing all of that, but I I wouldn't hate it at all. Wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. But the. You, you do kind of have a tough situation at defensive end. Because if you're going into next year's draft, like we think it's going to be, defensive end could be of something that you would want to look at too. You'd hate to not have a number one pick or whatever for defensive end because you don't know what's going on with Randy, if you're going to resign him or not. And if you get a big-time corner like this, you may not have money to sign a player that way. So, you know, that could be a, that could be a problem if you I'll, don't have a pass rusher that you like. I will say this, in the opening press conference, Jerry was asked, how do you get back to the glory days of the 90s? Ah. There were two names he threw out. He said, give me a Charles Ailey and give me a Deion Sanders. I'm not saying that Xavier Howard is Deion Sanders. Mm. He might be as close as you have in the NFL I would currently. Say, he at is. least, Yeah, to, he to is that. So, so, all I'm, so all I'm saying is keep an eye on that. See yep. how that goes. And I don't think it's something that we should just necessarily dismiss that they wouldn't do. If Jerry really is thinking, true. I need those kinds of players in order to get back to he's, those days of the nineties. He is Deion Sanders, and from from a standpoint of the probably the best ball hawk in the game right now, is he as good as Deion? No, I mean, but it's like somebody has to be the Michael Jordan, you know, of he, the current day, of the yeah. current of yeah. the current day. Yeah, and so, um, and I think I think that he is that. Xavier yeah. Howard has more interceptions for his career than the entire cornerback group on this team combined. Okay. Just saying. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, he got 10 last year, right? Yeah. And Jeez. seven. That might two be years more. Ago. That might. 10. That I mean, might be more, yeah. Uh, no, I think I think we can Is match Hooker? that. Well, I'm just doing cornerbacks because Hooker and Hooker okay. and Casey actually have they, a they decent number. Yeah, right. um, AB has six. Jordan has four. And your Diggs has three. So, 13. yeah. 13. 13, 10. 13 for the career. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we still got some more to get around to. We got some players that we're going to throw out to these guys. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. I heard some Fans of the Year candidates yesterday. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Where? Out here. Oh, okay. I mean, there's only one. Oh. Only one fan yeah. that can yell at a player, and you know, uh, yeah, she's here. I heard she's her. Here, right. I heard her voice during Miss Price an interview. Yeah, hey baby, from hundred and fifty hey, yards away, she's the best. I mean, she she's, she she is, and, and and yeah, okay, she's loud. She's in, but like, that's what you want, though. I mean, you really talk about a hardcore loyal fan. Wherever we go, yeah. I, she shows up. When we were in London. She showed up. I don't like, think I've ever been more surprised than nothing. walking through the hotel lobby in London, England, and I hear her voice With, like ring out through the lobby. Right. I was like, wow, even the ocean can't keep you away. No, Miss Price oh, is all and, in. And I, do you remember when we were getting on the uh, we were getting on the train? Yeah. I do. And, and this and we you know there's a line. Yeah. Okay. And then some guy, some local, just kind of cut in, and she was like, uh, uh-uh, no, no, baby, I don't know how you do it here, but in Texas we don't do it like this. The line's back here. And he got he, he got it. He, he went back, back to the back of the line. He absolutely did. She's such a beast. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's finish our segment. I get around. We talked about Anthony Brown. Next name I have for you guys is Garrett Gilbert. He is a fourth-year quarterback out of SMU, formerly the University of Texas at one point. Dave, go. This isn't a competition. I mean, unless they bring somebody else in, Garrett Gilbert's the number two quarterback, in my opinion. Am I I crazy? 
No, it's by default, ta- This is more though. about you saying Danucci. Like, yeah, well, you're not just, ready. It's, it, well, not only does Danucci not look amazing out here, in my opinion, but, like, they just... Garrett Gilbert's doing everything. Like, he's with the twos. Like, if Dak, for some reason, wasn't practicing, he would go in with the ones. Like, I don't... They wouldn't split it up with Danucci doing some of it, or in Cooper Rush is hurt right now, but even if he wasn't, oh. it's just... It's Garrett Gilbert. He And I, I think there's a very clear hierarchy. Um... I haven't seen him do anything amazing, but he looks solid. Uh, you know, he he's led the offense down the field in the red zone and the the two minute periods. He's made some nice throws. He's moved them into position for field goals that they don't actually kick. Yeah. Um, he looks he looks good. Yeah, you know, he's not making circus throws, but don't need him to. He's gonna be. If he has to play in the game. This is what you're gonna get out of Gilbert. He's gonna be prepared. Uh, I think we saw that in the chance that he got in uh, in Pittsburgh. He was prepared for the moment. He hadn't been here that long. He's here now, you know, a whole year uh, longer than that. Uh, he's a big guy, so he he, he can see things over the guy. line. But he also moves well. I mean, he runs. But in that game against Pittsburgh, he averaged like ten yards a run. I mean, and and we saw it a couple times out here. Things break down. He's kind of a. I don't, I'm not going to say he's Blake Jarwin, but he's a long strider where, like, those guys can pick up 10 yards, 12 yards just, you know, when things break down. I think, you know, I think he, he's a guy that it's going to take a player that gets cut that's available, like, in the, in the offseason here, or in the in preseason, that has some kind of ties or history to this team mm-hmm. or coaching staff that, that will maybe jump him. But mm-hmm. I think right now it's, it's definitely his job to lose. Blake Bortles is available again. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I, which, and I can't. Somebody asked me that yesterday. They were like, do you, do you think Blake Bortles is definitively better than Garrett Gilbert? And I was like, absolutely not. He's just definitively more experienced. Yeah, which, and more high profile. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that doesn't mean better. No. So, so then it becomes an issue of whatever it would cost to, to pay him. You can probably get, I'm guessing you could get Garrett Gilbert for cheaper. And why go for some one more expensive if you don't have to. I'm call my shot right now. I think it'll be Dak and Double G. And that's that's your quarterback depth chart. Are we calling him now Double G? I've been calling him Double G. But I don't know if that's actually okay, his nickname. Let's go further than that. Are you are you gonna try to keep three? I'm not. That's what I just said. I mean which this is me. I mean Coaches do coaches things, so maybe if they're like, just enamored with Danucci, he's going to play a lot in the preseason. Yeah. We know this, yes. and and that and he missed that opportunity before, and I think people kind of forget that. Um, you know, where would Romo be if he never played preseason games? Because yeah. some of his moments were all always in the preseason. Uh, saved his career. Saved his career yeah. two or three times. So Danucci didn't have that. First time he got out there was just Sunday Night Football against the Eagles on the road. That's just it. <laughs> That's just so that. ridiculous right. when you say it out loud yeah. like that. And so he first NFL snaps ever, like, including preseason. Like, yeah, like, think the about first time. I mean, honestly, when Romo played, I don't know why I'm comparing them, but they're they're similar. Yeah. When Romo went, his first game was the Cardinals on 2003 preseason, and as Parcell said, "You're a ball in high grass, lost." Yeah. Me under you know, the shovel passing that that hit the ref. I mean, like he, he wasn't ready to play, and yeah. so it, you quarterbacks need time. Look at Garrett Gilbert. I mean, he's been he bouncing around. He's been five, in the league six since twenty. There's a reason why those guys 14. go undrafted is because they're going to need more of that development time if yeah. they're going to be able to make it in the NFL. I mean, you know, we're we're doing this uh, documentary and, and we're doing different stories on one of the stories on on Dak Prescott and the fact that and Dave and Rob both helped with that. I'm uh, doing some interviews. 
And one of the things that I think it was Rob that said is that the fact that nobody in Dak's class is even with their team anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of them are out of the league. Yeah, a lot of them are out of the league. It goes to show how hard it is to draft That's this exactly position. That's exactly right. Top or bottom, it's tough. I hear everything you're saying. I'm just saying we just, they got 10 million DBs that they got to figure out. Yeah. They got 10 million defensive linemen. They got an offensive line with significant injury risk. You need roster spots. But if I'm just I I'm not convinced that the need is going to be there for a third one. And you and could likely get Danucci out. Uh, we're Every, saying all of this before preseason games. Sure, any games. And I'm not just <laughs> mentioning him. I'm talking about the receivers, the corners, the player that the defensive end. We're not even talking about. You don't even have a Rondell Carter on your depth chart or your 53 yeah. until he goes out and gets three sacks in a game. I'm never. And then you're like, oh, I'm God. never going to whine about the preseason again because it is like a week from whenever. I don't know. A week. The game is in eight a week days from tomorrow. The yeah. day after the game. It's like so many guys were either going to be saying like, "Well, you won't, you won't clear waivers, or get yeah. this bum off the team. He's so bad." But every year it works out. Right? I, it, the guys that they kind of want, they'll get them, and the just, guys they don't. Yeah, like, it's true. fun though. It's yeah. fun it to I mean, sit there and argue about who looked a, less crappy in the fourth quarter of a game. There's yeah. a running back. No one's talking about running backs. But someone's going to be leading this team in rushing. You know it's not Zeke, and it's probably not even Pollard. Oh, you yeah. mean in the preseason? I was like, wait, right. what? no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, I mean. Like a Jaquan Hardy or somebody's going to yeah. go for like 127 in the game. Sure. Nobody knew who Philip Tanner was until his helmet popped off and he ran for a touchdown. Which, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, got to have him. Got to have Lance Dunbar. You know who also didn't get to show out in the preseason last year? My boy, Shaywo. That's right. Freight mm-hmm. train. He'll run a little bit. 6'3", yeah. 240, coming at you in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Let's go. What about uh, Argyle? Yeah, Nick Ralston. Ralston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, local legend. There will definitely be some Truck guys puller. that will turn hits. What I've learned through history is it doesn't mean they're going to make the team. That doesn't mean anybody else is going to pick them up. Like, it's just there will be throughout the league there will be guys like that that will be making plays during the preseason, and every team has those guys. And so it's not like you can't get those guys in your practice squad in most instances. True. All right, let's go to the next name. We'll try to get one more before we end the show. Ty Inseki, eighth-year offensive tackle. He was an unrestricted uh, free agent that the Cowboys picked up in 2021 from Buffalo. Nick, go. Well, I, I mentioned him yesterday when I was talking with Dave about there are five players on this roster that are thirty that are over thirty. Four of them are specialists. The only the only position player that's over thirty on this team is Ty Inseki, and he mm. doesn't even start. He's thirty five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also it's a weird like this is a really young team and also somehow a really experienced team. Yeah, because it's full of guys like. Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper, who have been regular starters in the league yeah. since they were 20 years old. You have a lot old. of young, experienced vets. That's yeah. a good combination. So um, so that's why how he stood out for me, just looking at the roster there. Um, and he's in a good spot as far as this team getting a chance to show what he can do early because you know they're going to limit Tyron. They're going to limit um, Lyell. So um, I mean, he hasn't looked bad. I mean, again, he hasn't looked great, doesn't look bad. Those linemen are very tough to evaluate when my my 100% isn't necessarily your 100%. You're you're, you're trying to make the team, and and I'm trying to just stay healthy here. So we'll get the pads on. Let's see what kind of claw he can do and, you know, put people down. Yeah, I I haven't had an impression, good or bad, Um, but I do – 
I consider him the favorite to be the swing tackle, and nothing that I've seen so far has changed that opinion. Now, you don't think Terrence Still is is with all the experience point. that he was given last that he was getting last year? Do you think he's a guy that yes. if all things are equal, things are I would think Steele. I would think he's the guy. All, yeah. But have you seen anything that that makes you say maybe Still is your guy that's going to be your swing tackle? Not yet. Okay. And Steele hasn't been awful, but I know, like he's he hasn't been amazing. I mean, Randy Gregory's been beating up on people out there, and that's he's not up on everybody. That's, that's not yeah. just Steele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Seki we'll had his problems in the offseason with uh, Michael Parsons <laughs> oh, a couple yeah, times. God. I do remember that. Did, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, tackle's interesting because it'll it'll be a domino effect. How does Brandon Knight play? If Brandon Knight is playing well at guard, knowing that he can move out to tackle, because none of those tackles are guys that move it, you know, in at guard. So, you know, you, you would think you'd maybe just want one backup tackle and then one guard tackle. Yeah. But I don't think – does Inseki have experience at guard? Not that I, I ever – I, I don't, don't think so. That. I don't think he does. Which we also know that, that Zach Martin yeah. also can, can slide out to tackle as he did last year. Yeah. So you do. You got some guards that can kind of make that move if you needed to. Um, so it really isn't necessary, I wouldn't Where's think, Kelvin to have more Joseph? than three of those, those tackles on your final roster. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, you know, again, that's why they're cross-trading Connor at center – Farniak as well is yeah. doing a little bit of both. So I think the – and that's that might be one way you save a roster spot right there because, you know, we said in the spring, like, give me 10 or 11 offensive linemen and so this injury bug doesn't bite us again. But if three of your O-linemen can play two to three positions, then maybe you only need nine. It's hard yeah. to imagine they would go with eight, but maybe yeah. nine. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We will be back, uh, I think this is Saturday, oh, Friday. Friday will be our next show. Um, and actually, we got Brian Broaddus will be joining us on Friday. We're going to have a little fun with him, uh, get some uh, impressions from him before he leaves training camp of some of the things he's seen out here. Uh, so check us out Friday. till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!